0: This is Heather Dubrow's World, and now you can live in it for one hour each week right here on Podcast One. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, Natalie. Hi. How are you? <laughs> You're so excited, then hi, Natalie. Hi, Natalie. Hi, hi Natalie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Is everyone so in the middle of the holiday thing? Right. Guess what I found out? Four children, four different holiday shows. Oh, no. Oh, yes. I know this sounds awful, and I should be like, yay, everyone has their own (laughs) moment. But so Nikki goes to a different school. He's in middle school. So there is two for him, a middle school show, like on the 21st, and then the all school show is on the 22nd. And then Katerina, so the three girls go to the same school, but Katerina's in fourth grade, so she's in the lower school show which is on one particular evening, and Max is in the middle school show, which is on a different evening, and Coco is in kindergarten, and so theirs is in the morning on yet a different day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. But you know what gets me? It's not just that. It's that then they want you to come in the classroom. Oh, we're having a holiday celebration (laughs) in the classroom from 11 to 12 on yet another day. (laughs) (sighs) These schools, I tell you it's a lot of events it is. can't they just learn and we what's what's with that camera thing that's going to be for facebook live are we doing that now nope i'm sorry people there was just <laughs> there's a camera facing no, me that's... and i thought all of a sudden big brother was watching <laughs> that's during you should be used to this by now i don't know um that's going to be during your interview today oh fabulous yes. stay tuned for that <laughs> facebook live who knew um anyway. Oh, I got to tell a story about what happened with my facial numbness. Didn't we talk about that last week? Yes. Update. All right. So I've been freaking out, but they decided it wasn't Bell's. We knew that already. So I went off the medicines, but it's still bad. And my cheek is twitching and I've got, all right. Anyway. So I woke up on Monday and I'm like, this is not good. So Danya's husband, Bill, who's a neurosurgeon hooked me up with this guy, Philip O'Carroll. Oh my God love, love, love this neurologist. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. Anyway, I go in his office and he looks at me and he goes, so what's going on? Mm-hmm. So I tell him, I can't feel this. I can't feel that. And so we sit there for a minute. And he goes, okay, well, it sounds like, and he explains all the nerves and everything. And now I can't even remember the name of the nerve. It's like tri-vingual something. Anyway, they call it the V nerve. And he goes, it's probably viral. No big deal. Or it's a tumor. <laughs>
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Right. I'm like, well, you know, I have that pineal cyst in my brain that I have to have checked. So I'll just... He goes, no, no, you're going now. I go, oh, like later? He goes, no, now. I said, oh, now. <laughs> like right now. Now. <laughs> and he writes the order and he writes in a huge letter, stat at oh, the top. Shit. And I'm like, okay, so now. So he has all the girls in his... He was awesome, mm-hmm. d- you know, calling around to see if I could get in anywhere. I couldn't. So they dial me into the hospital, into Hogue Hospital the office is right near there, so I go over there. They bring me in, and this lovely tech, such a great guy, is shooting me in the arm because mm-hmm. you have to put dye in there. Mm-hmm. Is saying, "Hey, so when's botched coming back on?" <laughs> and my wife loves your show. I'm oh like, my god! Thank you. I could possibly have a tumor, and you're just... Dying. Yes, I really don't want to talk about that right now. Um, And then, you know, I've had an MRI before. They're so loud. And usually they give you ear plugs. Yeah. But they didn't. They gave me earphones and put this jazz music on, which I like jazz music. But let me tell you what drowns out jazz music. The MRI. (laughs) So loud. Oh, my gosh. It was so loud. And they put this weird thing on my neck because they were looking at my neck, too. And, I, you know, I'm ah. claustrophobic. So it took like 40 minutes. Anyway, and then I went right back to the guy's office. He said, come right back. So I went back and they're like, all right, we're waiting for the radiologist to read it. Just sit here. So I'm sitting there, yeah, you know, looking on my phone for, you know, random Christmas presents for the kids <laughs> thinking, do I have a tumor? And then I went back in and this is what I loved. Instead of the guy going, so let's look at the film. And <laughs> yeah. he, went, he walked in and he goes, couldn't be better. Ah. Oh gosh and i went really and he said yes there's no tumor i said what about my pineal cyst he goes they checked it from the film from last time there's been no change it's fine throw that away for the next three to four years then have it checked again you don't have a tumor he goes it's exactly what we thought it was it's viral it he goes and he has this cute little accent but he's like and as my mother would say this will resolve itself before the wedding that's so good it was so good. And then he hugged me. Aw, that's so sweet. I may have asked for the hug. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. that's so funny.
0: Oh, my God. It was so good. And I went back to my car and I cried. Oh. I am so happy. God, I mean, you
2: just take for granted, you know, your health sometimes.
0: Oh, I know. That's why I posted a picture of all of us. We were decorating our tree. And I posted a picture saying particularly happy for... Oh, you know our health and everything because yeah. i was just so grateful hey let's talk about the picture of me and my kids in our chris's pjs <laughs> on instagram
2: oh your yearly photo it's... did you like my hashtags yeah they were hilarious
0: i can't believe that max and nick are still willing to wear my lame pajamas with their names on them you know it's
2: funny i had a i just had like a thought i'm like i swear they're gonna keep doing this until the kids are like in their 20s and 30s. And then they're going to have their husbands and wives and kids. I feel like this is going to be a tradition you guys are going to always do. I hope so. I think you will. I love it. I think the kids love it
0: too, though, don't they? They do. By the way, not one of them complained. That's awesome. But these weren't that bad. Go look at the picture at my Instagram, and Heather Dubrow. But anyway, what I love is, and someone wrote this on my Instagram, I love the yearly Heather Dubrow family Christmas photo that everyone rags on because they're Jewish. And everyone starts <laughs> right. fighting on my right. feed. It cracks me up. I know. And then I wrote family tree is done, uh-huh. which incited people to say, don't call it a family tree. It's a Christmas tree. Uh-huh. I meant the family tree. Uh-huh. Christmas tree, like the pretty ones that they don't get to touch, are somewhere else. You just can't win. You can't win. That's why it's like at this point. So just to put it to rest, here's how I feel about it. We celebrate everything. We call ourselves Boo-Jews because we believe in Buddhist principles. We were both born... Um, you know, into the Jewish faith. We also celebrate Hanukkah and Passover and the High Holidays, and we celebrate Easter and Christmas and all kinds of things. And for anyone out there that feels that that's not okay, I don't care. We're doing it our way, and I hope you all do it your way, because life is about family and friends and happiness and health and enjoying, and whatever you can do in that vein to make it so, I think it's fabulous. And if someone out there wants to light a menorah and play dreidels and you're not Jewish, I say, how fabulous and if you need hints on how to do that or you want my recipe for my because you can't have that because it's one <laughs> of the only things I actually make well so I have to keep that to myself um, but I just love it and I love pomp and circumstance of the holidays and you know Natalie loves Christmas carols I do. I know every year,
2: every year. it's your favorite the thing. The day after Thanksgiving just <laughs> blasting it in What station
0: God. are you listening to? Uh, Coast 103.5. Yeah that's a good one Yes I really haven't found the right Christmas Pandora station. Neither have I. And I feel like Uh, they pay the the, same two songs over. The Mariah Carey one is good. Mariah Carey holiday is good. And I'm uh, mildly obsessed with Pentatonix.
2: I know. They're
0: very good. I know. I haven't even heard it yet. Their hallelujah is very good. Really? Let's get them on our show. Okay. Love them. Anyway, so that was my facial numbness story into my um, Christmas story. (laughs) And that damn elf... Oh my gosh! Mm.
2: Elf has a girlfriend.
0: Uh, yep, right. Elfie has a girlfriend. Her name is Lala.
2: Oh, Lala!
0: <laughs> that Elf on the Shelf. I have to say, the kids love it. Yeah, the kids love it. And we have a new tradition this year. The gal, um, the two gals, Nicole and Rochelle, they they do all of our like holiday decorating and parties and stuff like that. They did something so cool. Rochelle made these bunnies out of the softest, yummiest yarn. This is something, honestly, you could do at home. I love this. So she made all these different bunnies of different sizes and shapes and colors and put little bells on their noses and stuff and numbered them one through 25. So instead of like an advent calendar, every day they have to find a bunny. So cute. And they're hidden throughout the house, but they're numbered. So if they find the wrong one and they look at it, it's like a memory game. Right. They can remember where it was. Right. It's so cute. It's adorable. I know. And doesn't she it. give
2: hints or something? About- she
0: gave me yeah. a list of clues of where they all are. It's so then cute. I give them a clue. So in the morning, we find Elfie at, at night, we find the bunny. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. A <laughs> lot, a lot, a lot of work. Coco. What? The clothes are still itchy. <sighs> She's willing to wear this one pair of black pants. Because, by the way, it's cold. I know. It's cold. I can't wear shorts when <laughs> She and Katarina are wearing shorts. They love wearing matching outfits. I know. Their new thing is matching outfits. I wonder how long that'll last. I don't know, but I think it's cute. I know. My sister posted on my Instagram. She's like, why are you doing that? We hated when mom did that. And I wrote back, it's their idea. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think I care if they're right? wearing matching outfits? <sighs> but it is cute. It is adorable. But anyway, so Coco is now willing to wear this one pair of black pants. I bought her all these pants. Made her approve them, try them on. Didn't pull the tags. I've learned that much. Mm-hmm. But anyway, she likes this one pair of black pants. So she said to me this morning, where are the black pants? I go, you wore them yesterday. She said, but I want to wear those. I go, but they have mud on them. Oh my She goes, can you get me more? I'm like, are you your dad? She's like, Terry, she's going to have 12 pairs of black pants. She loves this t-shirt I bought her that's got a picture of a snail on it. And it says, snailed it.
2: Oh my god! Like,
0: snailed it. Yeah. She loves that T-shirt. It's like her go-to. so funny. I'm telling you, the people at school probably think she has one outfit. (laughs) (laughs) She goes back and forth between the snail shirt and the panda T-shirt that says Savage and the black pants and the shorts.
2: Oh, she's too much.
0: She cracks me up. She's so cute. And then she'll put on a dress. We went to decorated gingerbread houses at my friend Christine's, which, you know, she's been doing it for 10 years we've been going. That's awesome. Maybe 11 years. How old are the twins? 13? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, since they were two. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. 11 years we've been going. That's very cool. I know. It's so cute. And even Nikki did it. He's like, should I wear a suit? (laughs) I go, yes. Yes, you should. Little man. So cute. I have a friend who's having a baby. If you know someone who's having a baby, what I'm about to talk about – best gift ever. It is a book called Lost My Name. Coco has this book. It was sent to her. It is fabulous. She absolutely loves it. It is so exciting for them. They read this book. It's all about them. It's lostmy.name.com. It's the perfect go-to gift for any child in your life, from a newborn to, I would say like eight years old, because every story is unique to the letters in their name. So you can get one for every kid in the house. They'll all be different. It's such a good gift. It's great for the holidays. It's great for boys. It's great for girls, especially if you if there's a kid that just has everything. This is amazing. Each child's adventure is based on the letters of their name, making every story unique to the child. There's hand-drawn illustrations, and it's made by you for your child, so the book literally doesn't exist until you press the button. And each child can follow the letters of their name through the book to discover the story is all about them. It's a great personalized gift for baby showers, birthdays, or for Christmas or the holidays. Go to www.lostmy.name and enter your little one's name for a free preview of their story. Enter code HEATHER to get 10% off your order. Shipping is free worldwide, and if you order now, you'll get it in time for Christmas. Visit www.lostmy.name today. Okay, so my friend Lindsay's pregnant. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you're just going (laughs) to... Well, she said... I saw her yesterday. I go, what are you telling people? She goes, I'm telling people now. I go, okay. I I said, can I tell the gender reveal on my podcast? (laughs) And she goes, yes. She goes, this may be your best idea yet. Uh So she gave me permission. So Lindsay, if you're not telling people, (laughs) you you told me it was okay. So you can't get mad. Um, All right. So Lindsay has two girls. Yes. And her husband has a daughter from previous marriage. So they have three girls um, and she's pregnant isn't that so cute she's pregnant I'm so happy she's like the best mom ever ever Ever. yeah anyway so of course she's like oh my gosh you know if I have another girl it's fine you know we have everything they have this room that's I mean any girl's fantasy with a makeup station an art thing and a tree house I mean it's crazy yeah so cool and she's like, and if I have a boy, my whole world's going to be turned upside down. Because, you know, Lindsay's all about pink and yeah, right. sequins and sparkle and everything. And so she's like, I wanted to do a gender reveal. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so what are you going to do? She's like, I don't know. I don't want to do the cake mm-hmm. thing. And I don't want to do the balloon thing. And I said, well, are you going to film this? Because Lindsay films everything. Yeah. Everything is like on film. She's She's got, you know... Professional photographer. professional photographer i mean she's so good at it, but it's so effortless right. it's just she just makes it all happen yep my kids are gonna have no documentation <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be like we want to do a video for our rehearsal dinner for our wedding i'm like yeah no. huh, not hmm. so much no. no let's go another route <laughs> right. anyway so she's like i don't know what to do she goes she just wanted to be um she and her husband sitting there mm-hmm. and i go i've got it mm-hmm. i said This is what you should do. You should go to your favorite store. Well, her favorite store is Chanel. So let's just call a spade a spade. (laughs) You should go to Chanel, pick out something pink and something blue that's around the same size and give your salesperson the results and let them pack the appropriate colored gift into the box. Take it home. And then open it up. It's a gender reveal and a present for you. That's awesome. Amazing. Best idea ever. ever. Yeah. And by the way, it doesn't have to be Chanel. Right. You can go anywhere. Right. Pick out two things, two bracelets, two scarves, two beanies. That's awesome. Best idea ever. It really is. Right? Yes. Gender reveal and present for mom. <laughs> it's awesome. Love it. So anyway, so she did it. Oh, am I allowed to say what the gender is now? Well, I mean, you already said... Well, did I already say what the, it was? No, but you're already like hinting, no? Well, she's, she made a little video about it. She did? But I think she's putting it on. All right, well, let's just say it. If not, I'll just edit it out later. Show okay. me boy! Which yeah. is what yeah. she wanted, right? I know, I don't think she cared. Yeah. She did. <laughs> <laughs> but it, how exciting. So exciting. So she's like, it, I go, and you didn't video? This is shocking for her. She goes, no, but she goes, I'll never forget that moment where I was opening the box and I saw that sliver of blue. Oh! <gasps> Isn't that so chills. sweet? Yes. She goes and they cried or whatever. And then what she did was she did the same thing for her girls. She had them pack up like she didn't know what it was at the time, but a, yeah. a blue blanket. Aww. And so they got to do the same thing, that open the box and see that it was a boy. That's adorable. I love that. Isn't that so yeah. sweet? Oh, it was so, I'm so, so excited for them. It's awesome. So congratulations to Lindsay and her family. Hey. Fabulous. Um, today is mine and Terry's 20 year anniversary of our first date. Oh, happy anniversary. Thank you. This has been a big point of contention. Did we talk about this last week? Don't think so. No, but if you want to hear, okay, so Terry and I have been going back and forth about this. So on our podcast, Dr. Mrs. Guinea pig on this week's episode. So go, if you listen to it, uh, you'll see, we did a point counterpoint. Mm -hmm. where Terry told why he didn't want to celebrate this, and I said why I did, and then we were going to, you know, next week on the show, say what happened. Okay. so But what happened really is (laughs) (laughs) – so Terry and I had been talking about it for a few weeks, and he kept saying, this is such a nonsense anniversary. The only reason you remember the date that we met was because it was December 7th. It's an historic date. Yeah. And I go, yeah, but I remember. Like, if we had met on Valentine's Day, that would have stuck in my head also. Right. And I go, look, I don't remember, you know, the first time you said, I love you, what the date was. Or I don't even remember the date we got engaged. I remember two things. The day we met Mm -hmm. and the day we got married. Okay. Obviously, we celebrate our wedding anniversary. But, you know, we were together two and a half years before then. So why doesn't that count? And also, I feel like I do remember the day we met. And we're very reflective people, and that day it was a blind date, and it changed the course of our lives. Yeah. So anyway, we're on our podcast, we're taping Doctor and Mrs. Guinea Pig, and he tells his side, and he has points. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, we have so many things to celebrate and buy gifts for. I'm like, I don't want gifts. What are I just want to have dinner. Yeah. So he, anyway, go listen to it because he has good points. So yeah. I listen, and then I said mine, and I'm getting teary, and I'm going, Oh my gosh, it changed the course of our lives. Okay. That's all you're going to hear on the podcast, but what really happens afterwards is we got into a fight about it. About what? Because he goes, well, you didn't really like me. Oh, <laughs> I'm no. I'm like, oh, I go, I liked you enough to take a second date. <laughs> Doesn't
1: that count? Does It
0: should count, right? And I'm like, so you don't want to celebrate it because it wasn't love at first sight for me? What are you uh-huh. talking about? Anyway, so we got sort of got into it, did not talk about it on the podcast, but... We ended up getting into an argument about it, mm-hmm. and the way we resolved it was very interesting. So I'm not going to tell you how we did it. You have to go listen to the Dr. and Mrs. Guinea Pig podcast from this week, and you'll hear how the anniversary thing began, and then listen to next week's show and hear how we resolved it, because I'm very proud of us. After 20 years, we're still evolving, which I think is pretty fantastic, but it was interesting, interesting. to say. <laughs> at least. Um, Hey, have you seen my new YouTube channel, Heather's Closet? I mean, I have. (laughs) I have, too. It was actually just on Entertainment Tonight. Mm -hmm. Bryce Sanders came down. I know. That was so fun. It was so fun. He's awesome. And I've known him for years now. And it was fun to have him over. And and he talked about things from his closet. We had him as a guest on our show. And and they did a great spot on Heather's Closet on Entertainment Tonight. So that was really cool. But I hope you check it out. Uh, We announced the winner of our first giveaway. And that was so touching and awesome. And then we have a new giveaway from heather's closet so if you become a subscriber to heather's closet you are eligible for a chance to win and i have five um, items that i'm giving away it's this really great little beauty bag and jewelry bag and a big big tub of our console beauty champagne lift body cream it's got gold sparkles in it and i have five of them to give away so go be a subscriber um Listen to Dr. and Mrs. Guinea Pig. If you need any holiday items, go to evine.com and you can pick up all your console beauty there. And um, let's move on to our beauty tip of the week, shall we? Yes. Is that sun bugging you? It kind of is. Natalie's sitting directly at the sun. It really looks irritating. <laughs> Don't you? I'm sensitive to light. Are you sensitive to light? Uh No, not really. I mean, it's obnoxious,
2: but it's not like I'm sensitive
0: to it. No, but like I'll talk. Right. So my brother-in-law, Chris, so he, I uh, love Chris. He's a member for families over all the time. We'll be standing in the house and I'll be talking to him and the light will be coming in through the window, shining right. directly in his eyes. Oh. And he'll just stand there like nothing's wrong. I'm like, doesn't that bother you? Oh, then yes. It absolutely bothers Like him. I'm, it's bothering me watching you <laughs> right. not being bothered. How does that, but you know what I always get? I always tell you this, but you know people have those lights when you're sitting at dinner and it's dark, people yeah. turn on a light. They used to have those little lights they'd carry, but now they use the flashlight on their phone. Yeah. But instead of holding it down so they can see the paper, they hold it at an angle so you are blinded. doesn't matter where I'm sitting. It's you like, always get one. It's like the airplane thing. It's like the shades are never going to be down and someone is always pointing their phone in my direction. I think it's just you have to accept it at this point. I oh, am. Yeah. yeah. It just is what it yeah. is. I wish <laughs> Okay. Our beauty tip of the week. We've talked about lips before, but I just want to remind you of this because it's the holiday season and especially when you have a long night and you want to keep your lip color on, this is a great tip. Line your lips and color them in then apply your lipstick or your lip gloss. It will stay on longer. And try to get a drier pencil because if you get a pencil that's real smooth, like um, like it has too much gel in it that, that's too smooth, first of all, it can bleed into the cracks of your lips if you're older. And also if you eat something, it can smush. So you want like sort of a drier pencil. And also the matte look is in anyway, so it's kind of cool. But a drier pencil, line your lips, color them in, and then apply your lipstick or your gloss. And then for our hippest, hottest, newest, uh, okay, so Natalie told me about this product. We both bought it. It's called Candy Lips. Mm -hmm. And so what it is, it's like this odd looking device. It kind of looks like a short fat cylinder and it's got holes in the top and you're supposed to put it on your lips and basically suck on it. It's like the Kylie Jenner challenge right except so, instead of a cup
2: it's like meant to just suck your lips
0: so the kylie jenner challenge if you remember she was using a bottle sticking her lips in a bottle but i didn't it come out later that she was getting injections yeah so. exactly okay. but everyone else was doing it right yeah so you stick your lips in the bottle. it's it's exactly like that except it's the device is meant to do that so right. i have it sitting there on my counter and i was planning to do it and try it out so i could tell you guys what i thought about it and then natalie texted me <laughs> why don't you tell them your experience? My God, it was so, so
2: I was a little hesitant because I'm really sensitive with things like this. So I tried it and I did it honestly the day that I was supposed to go on that date. So thank God it didn't work that day. Um, but I was doing it wrong. So then I'm at home one day again, a glass of wine and I'm like, okay, let's just try it out. So I'm like looking at it and trying to figure it out. And I end up figuring it out. Okay. So it's, Sucking the crap out of my lips,
0: and you can your hands free, hands free. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's one of their big selling points is that you can put it on there and be hands free. Exactly. And how and long did they tell two you? Two minutes. Do it? Two minutes. Yes, two. Okay, so I put it on for two minutes and I take it off,
2: and they're like a little more. They're like they're plump, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know. But then I saw this girl go, like do another minute, so I'm like, okay, maybe I'll just try another minute. So I put it on again. I take them off. They're so big. <gasps> oh my god! Literally, I would drink water and it would like just fall. (laughs) You were dribbling? Literally. It was so bad. So bad. So did it look even on both sides? It looked even, but they were just too big.
0: She never showed me, by the way. Did you take a picture? I did, but it was so embarrassing.
1: We got to post the picture.
2: No. Yes. (laughs) Don't make me do that. It's so bad. Go to
0: Natalie Poucher on Instagram. Post the picture.
2: Okay, fine. Um,
0: But no, never again. Okay. Don't do the bottle. By the way, they say doing the bottle is dangerous. Because yeah. you can break a caplet. I did it again.
2: Why'd you do it again? Because my mom was there and I was like, mom, I swear it works. So I showed her, but this is like weeks later. It turned my lips purple.
0: <gasps> Seriously? Seriously. Okay. So we are not recommending this. We don't think mm, no. this hip is hot as <laughs> new no. as is hip hot or anything. No. It's new, but it's not hip or hot. Yeah. So let's nope. not do that. Nope. Do you have your holiday shopping done? No. Not at all? Not at all. I usually do you have do mine it- done? <laughs> No, no. What do you get someone that has everything It's very hard It's, far, it's hard to shop for you guys I didn't mean year. you shop for me I don't want you buying me anything no. I meant the stuff I've asked you to buy for oh. other people <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's all done I bought you a gift No, I know, but I hate when you buy me a gift I bought you something you want It's so hot, really? Uh-huh That I want That you want, you need, and you wouldn't buy for yourself Really? That's the best kind of gift Huh Yep, you're going to like it Oh my gosh I did good You always do give the, like, the best gifts not always, but I try. No, you You don't. know who's hard to buy for? Terry.
2: But is it though?
0: Well, he doesn't he's want so... anything.
2: Right. But I mean... And he's
0: annoyed if you buy something, but then he still wants something. Yeah. So... No, but you give him good, like, sentimental kind of gifts. I think I got him good stuff this year. I yeah. think he'll be happy. Yeah. I don't want to say what it is in case he listens. Right. But he's not on the show, so he won't <laughs> listen. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we did get, though? For our downstairs, we have... Did I, I don't know if I've ever talked about this, but in our downstairs in our house, we have arcade games. Yeah, And they're cool. We got like Pac-Man and the stacker game, this punching thing and basketball, like really fun. The kids love it. Yeah. The adults love it when they come over. It's really, really fun. Although we have the gym in our house and it's right there and there's this glass wall and everyone keeps slamming into it the which one? The oh, glass the glass oh, wall like like birds flying into a window Stop. oh my <laughs> gosh i should either we either have to put a sticker up there or leave a bottle of advil oh because no. everyone keeps walking into That's- it but anyway so i needed one more arcade game and i had space on the wall so we had a botched game made it's gonna be so cool oh i know i hope it's there before we're having a little holiday party i hope it's there before the party i know well, it's
2: wrapped in photos of botched, but the actual game. Isn't
0: oh, the like- game isn't botched, yeah. right? Yeah, no, it's like it, it's one of those games that has a thousand games, like Asteroids right. and all those classic games. Right. But the outside of it. Yeah, I was going to say that'd be an interesting game. How do you? Yeah, play I don't Bob know. Bodge? That would be a good app. Yeah, they should think be. about that. Had yeah. <laughs> a fixed breast,
2: like that. Completely just. Dist-
0: Oh yeah, my gosh, funny. it's so funny! Hey, uh, we have Bridget Mayer on the show today. She's got a fascinating story. My gosh, you know she has got this book called "The Art Cure." Uh, she's a, an art dealer. She was through the foster system. It's really interesting, and she is quite an incredible success story. And I love hearing about the, you know people like Bridget that. You know, have changed their lives in such a positive way and then go back and give back to the community. So stay tuned. You're going to absolutely love this woman. But first, I-, I want to tell you about this really great home improvement item. Up until now, we've always purchased insulation to insulate to help keep warm spaces warm and cool spaces cool. But you know what? Owens Corning has changed all of that with Pure Safety High Performance Insulation. Pure Safety not only insulates, but also contributes to a healthier, safer, and more comfortable environment for your family. Pure Safety contributes to better indoor air. It stays put in the walls and floors and produces 50% less dust than some other insulation products. And Pure Safety Insulation is fire-resistant. So in the case of a fire, you'll have valuable extra minutes to escape to safety, minutes that can make all the difference. Yes. Finally, Pure Safety Insulation reduces noise. Come on, busy families. You hear me here. Reduces noise up to 50%. It helps to keep outside noise out and reduces inside noise from traveling room to room inside. Pure Safety High Performance Insulation from Owens Corning. A single product that will improve your family's health, safety, and comfort. You can learn more at PureSafetyInsulation.com Pure Safety Insulation. The greatest home improvement you'll never see.
2: My name is Anthony Ponce and I used to be a reporter on NBC, but I got tired of being part of traditional news media. So I quit that job and became a Lyft driver. And now I interview whatever passengers end up in my backseat. So if you want to hear the best stories that real people tell me when we're driving around the city, check out my podcast. It's called Backseat Rider on podcastone.com, the Podcast One app, and iTunes.
0: If you're a working woman, you might be looking to level up in your career, or maybe you want to pivot into a completely different industry. Well, whatever your goal is, Georgia Tech Scheller's College of Business, they can help you get there. The Georgia Tech Scheller College of Business full-time MBA program consistently ranks top 20 in the nation. Scheller's full-time MBA program is ranked number one among top business schools when comparing total tuition costs with the average starting salary. Tuition is over 50% lower than other comparable ranked programs. The full full-time MBA class of 2023 achieved a record-breaking average salary of over $154,000, a 12.5% increase from the previous year. In addition to the affordable tuition, Scheller offers many full scholarships and fellowships for women. If you want to discover more about the program, attend one of their full-time MBA webinar information sessions. When you attend an information session, you'll receive an application fee waiver. Visit gtmba.women dot com to learn more and see where a Scheller MBA will take you.
2: This is Heather Dubrow's world,
0: and we are back with Bridget Mayer. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, I you it's know great to finally meet you, yeah, in person. Thank you. You too. Yeah. It's funny, you know, when we when people tell me about guests and I read up on people that I don't you know know right off the cuff. Um, I start researching them, and and I just find it fascinating to learn about people's lives. Your story I have found so inspirational. Thank you. I loved your book. Bridget has a book called The Art Cure, which we're going to talk about. But for people that don't know you, I'd love to just sort of start from the beginning because you are a very successful art dealer. You have gallery which I'm mildly obsessed with now that I've been there because I love abstract art. Oh, do you? That's
1: my favorite. I love it. It's
0: amazing. But you know, when people think of art, they think of like fancy and rich people and it's a rich people's world. And you came from a much different beginning. So would you tell us your story? Sure.
1: Um, So I, and I talk about my story in my book uh, called the art cure. It's out on Amazon. And so basically I grew up in, in inner city. In Jersey City, New Jersey, and my mom was a drug addict, alcoholic. She abandoned us. I had five siblings, and I never knew my father. Uh, and basically, we grew up in this one bedroom apartment no toys, no furniture, one mattress on the floor for all of us to sleep on. She would uh, go on a, a drug or alcohol bender for a week or two sometimes and leave us alone without care or food. Uh, so I, I talk about some of these things that I endured uh, in early stories. And you stories. didn't go to
0: school or anything. You were just in this room. I didn't go to school, room. no.
1: Yeah. We, were, we were basically there. I didn't start school until I was seven years old. And uh, basically my life and the, the story starts to change. Uh, when I was seven, I went into a foster home, and uh, a wonderful family ended up adopting me when I turned nine. And so I started learning how to read, Uh, going to school and uh, eventually went to college and started excelling in my life and really made a commitment to uh, not look back and not turn into any of the past that I had come from. Uh, And part of that journey for me was finding art, and it became something that I loved to do. And... Uh, a place that I could be free and really express myself, so I kept gravitating towards the art industry. I worked in some top contemporary galleries, museums, and then ultimately I uh, ended up uh, moving to Philadelphia after being in Asia for a little bit, and then California and San Francisco and working in the arts there, and then I came back to Philadelphia to be closer to my family, and uh, after struggling for a few more years in Philadelphia, decided I would open my own gallery, and I knew that was going to be my destiny in the art world.
0: Okay, I want to hear about opening the gallery,
1: because you were very young when you opened. I was 26 yes. when I opened. Uh huh.
0: But before that, I love... Your, will you tell the story about your first art experience? Because I found it so amazing and touching.
1: Yeah, and uh, uh, I, I talk about this in the intro to the book. So, you know, basically... Uh, where I grew up, we, we just didn't have anything. We didn't have the, the things that normal kids have, toys, things to play with. And uh, so I was always exploring and, and trying to entertain myself. And one day, I wandered into the bathroom and saw a bag, a canvas bag on the, uh, near the sink. And I, I didn't know what it was, so I opened it up. And inside uh, was makeup. And I had never seen anything like it. Uh, because you didn't have crayons ash- or no, markers. Abs- you got a picture a stripped-down apartment with a ratty mattress and uh, a couch in the corner. I, I, my mom had a radio. Uh, uh, we didn't have a TV. Uh, we didn't even have, like, furniture. So the walls So to were open dirty. up this canvas
0: bag and yes. see these colors.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I remember, uh, you know, opening up a lipstick and... Uh, seeing this red lipstick and and, and literally uh, feeling compelled to take the bag over to a wall and and start drawing and smearing the contents on the wall. So that was my first creative encounter with making a piece of art. And I basically made a makeup mural on the wall. And I I went through the entire bag of makeup. And I knew when I was done, I I had the sense that I was going to get into big trouble, which I did. Uh, and, but I couldn't help it. And, uh, that was my first art experience.
0: Isn't that incredible? I know. I just, I found that so touching. Yeah. Um, so, so this amazing family adopts you. Do you know what happened to your siblings?
1: Um, so I was adopted with two of my siblings. Uh, so they adopted three of us, three girls. And then, uh, two of my other siblings were adopted into different families and then, uh My oldest sister ended up staying with my mom and then moving out on her own, so uh, we all kind of dissipated uh, and I think you know one of the things that I've had to struggle with in my life with my birth family is uh, many of them uh I would say all of them have struggled with drug and alcohol addictions um, on a very deep level and Uh, so, you know, I, I always felt that at some point would I wake up and find myself a drug addict or an alcoholic. And, and so I just kept trying to do better and achieve to get beyond, uh, this history in my life. And even the history with my, my sisters who were around me and struggling with, uh, drug and heroin addictions and alcoholism. So it that part of my life was always really challenging.
0: I bet. And for your for your adoptive parents, oh, too. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, they're amazing people. And they had yeah. kids already. Yeah, my my uh, they had three boys, and my mom, my adoptive mom, always wanted girls. And so uh, she put her name in a database with uh, the state of New Jersey saying that she wanted to foster little girls. And um, it's kind of a cool story because typically with Dyfus – uh, which is the uh, Division of Youth and Family Services, they will try to find a, a home or a residence that is close by to uh, uh, where the kids are. Mm-hmm. And, and um, we came into their office on a Thursday, and they had to place us by Friday afternoon because it was the weekend. And they couldn't find a home in the immediate area, so they kept – Widening the net and uh, leaving the city and leaving uh, the area we were growing up in, and we ended up—I uh, think it was about three hours away in Hunterdon County, New Jersey, which is very atypical for them to place kids that far away. Meant but to it, be, though. Oh, it was so meant to be. Yeah, yeah.
0: Why do you think you've been able to uh, overcome this genetic, historic problem in your family and be so successful?
1: Um. I, uh, there was something for me where when I was alone, uh, and going through the abuse that I kept going into my inner world. It was really the only thing I had, my own mind and, um, being creative. And, uh, there was a point where, uh, I was, you know, in the middle of getting beaten by my mom and she had kicked me in the mouth with a boot on and my mouth was bleeding. It was really intense. And I remember thinking to myself, like, this is so not right and uh, what's happening to me is not right and this is not going to be my life. And I remember this moment where she was hitting me to get a reaction from me and I decided I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to let her see how much she's she's hurting me right now. And, uh, and, and just anchoring to that and, um, you know, saying to myself, this is not going to be my life. I I think I started really at that point manifesting what I wanted. Yeah. It's that resolve. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that continued for me. And I've certainly had moments, uh, throughout my whole life where things aren't going the way I want them to go. And I just kind of, uh, uh, go inside myself, and I seek out what I'm looking for, and then I I make a decision, and then I go do it or make a change in my life. So I, I've always had the ability to uh, tap into my inner feelings and my inner world, and and use that as a, a GPS system for myself.
0: That's just amazing. Do you think Do you think that's something you're born with, or do you think that's something you can find in yourself?
1: I think both. I think I think we all have it, and I think sometimes. Uh, it's just covered up for people for various reasons. And, uh, you know, I literally didn't have anything to to distract me. I didn't have uh, toys. I didn't have TV. There was no technology. I didn't even have a closet with clothes. Uh, We didn't have food. So the only thing I really had was my inner uh, mind and my thoughts. Uh, So I do think we all... Uh, are born with different things and different talents. And um, and it's just stopping and not listening to what's going on outside of you or the noise around you or what people are telling you to do or how you should be and deciding for yourself who you are and who you want to be and what you want to do and the kind of life that you want to live. So that's really what I've been uh,
0: I doing love my that. whole life. <laughs> That's great. No, it is, because it's very hard. And, and, you know, even when you grow up in the best of circumstances, it's so easy to be swayed by outside voices and not keeping your own resolve. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, this is the only life you get. And yeah. you can't let other people make those choices for you.
1: So true. And in the art world, uh, there's so many opinions and critiques about what people are doing and how they're doing it. And um, it's a really... Uh, it could be a very critical place to have a business yeah. and to be in and, and even uh, people's feelings outside of the art world about the art world. And I, I when I was younger and uh, deciding on what I wanted to study in college, my... Adopted family, they were nervous for me to actually go into the art world.
0: And yeah, that's what I, see. I hear what I mean, I know how successful you are now. So I'm like, yes. Okay, great. That was the right path. But yes. if I had been your mother, at the time, I and maybe even if I were you, I would have thought that even you would want to go into something that you would consider stable.
1: Yeah, yep. And uh, I remember having that conversation. Are you sure you want to be an art history major? What are you going to do with that? Right. And well, you could teach i suppose yeah and and that was all right maybe you'll teach maybe you'll do this but don't be a starving artist and you might end up on that path if you are going to be a fine artist uh but i i kept saying i mean this is really what i want to do
0: You have passion
1: yeah i don't want to be an engineer i don't want to be a teacher i want to i want to go into the art world
0: Isn't that amazing? Passion counts for so much. Absolutely. When you are so clear, I love that. I hope my children find that Mm -hmm. because I think that kind of passion is so attractive.
1: Yeah. And I I think what's cool is now uh, our world is so open and global and and there's so much that you can find uh, to do and to try out before you make a career choice and a decision. And, And so um, I was interning, I was working for lots of people, uh, you know, really starting when I was 14 years old, I started working, and uh, I was really drawn to uh, focusing on stuff and working for people, and I talk about all of this in the book, and um, And I think now people have the chance to try different industries, and uh, it's not uncommon these days to have a resume where someone has worked in, you know, a few places over... Uh, like a few year period of time and, and you know my parents' generation they would get into a job and, and keep that job for 20 to 30 oh years. yeah and, no
0: no you didn't job switch oh, yeah
1: I was jumping around every year I had a new job and I wanted to try every aspect of the industry so oh my gosh it's so
0: hard to move around all the time but you know what when you are moving around it's great to be able to watch TV and comedy from your device. What is the best thing you've bought for $3.99? Well, guess what? I'm going to tell you what you need to buy that's going to be better than anything you found for that price, and that's CISO. CISO has a nearly endless supply of top-shelf comedy, literally months' worth of exclusive originals, face-melting stand-up, next day, late night, and a great catalog of classics. If you're like me and you cannot stay up late at night to watch Saturday Night Live, uh, but you want to see all those great sketches and everything, you can watch it the next day, on your phone. Oh my gosh, it's so cool. It's CISO. That's spelled S-E-E-S-O. It's the new ad-free streaming service bringing you hilarious original series, hand-picked classics, weeks of stand-up specials. They even have originals like Hidden America with Jonah Ray, bingeable comedy. Anytime, anywhere, CISO. Every episode of Saturday Night Live, ever, including new episodes the day after they air. Even British comedies like The Original Office with Ricky Jervis, the entire Monty Python collection, The It Crowd, so many. Discover the next big names in comedy, too, and watch the icons before they made it big, like Louis C.K. when he had hair, uh, Chelsea Peretti, Amy Schumer, and so many more. There's also critically acclaimed originals and exclusive content. So if you're serious about comedy, you have got to try CISO, SeeSo, S E E S O. Stream it anytime, anywhere on virtually any device. And right now, my listeners can try CISO free for two months when you use promo code podcast one at checkout. Just go to S E E S O dot com right now to sign up for two months free with promo code podcast one at checkout. That's CISO dot com promo code podcast one. How'd you get to Asia?
1: Um, I, uh, it's interesting because I was in New York. I was in New York for almost a year and a half. I was working at a really great gallery, and I was starting to feel a little bit disillusioned about the art world and why people were buying art and uh, um, I was still quite young and I didn't understand the investment side of the market. and uh, to me, there was a lot of superficiality going on with people buying art and uh, and I and I was actually thinking, you know, I don't belong in this world. it this is not. Who I am it's not authentic it doesn't feel authentic to me okay. uh, and so I started um, thinking about uh, traveling and and leaving the country and one of my dreams was to live in Asia uh, and and I my feeling was if I don't do it now if I didn't do it at that point when I was uh, 23 years old that maybe I would never do it right that's so, the perfect
0: time to go on adventures yeah like that.
1: so after working in New York for a year and a half I, I decided I'll I'll move to Taiwan. I'll work.
0: By the way, museum. just say, saying, I th-
1: you know, I think
0: <laughs> right. I'm going to move to Taiwan. Yes. It's not like saying, I'm going to try L.A. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to move to Taiwan, where not only can I not speak the language, but I can't even make out the characters.
1: Yes. Um, I know my, my family was, uh, they were in shock and... Um, my thought was to be in that part of the world and have access to uh, learning about the art there. And also jobs were really abundant for uh, English teachers. And they were paying 50 bucks an hour, which was, I don't know, five times more than what I was making working in New York City living right. in a closet. So I, I thought, okay, cool. I can work part-time. I can make more money than I've ever made in my life. I can... Uh, explore the museums there and, and and learning about the art of their culture and living in a different culture. And, and so that's what I did.
0: How long were you there for?
1: I was there almost two years. Did your family really, come visit you? They didn't. Uh, everyone thought I was nuts. They're like, my dad was like, <laughs> They're did like you? she's lost it. Yeah. They, they, they were like, you just pick a, you know, the furthest place away from us on the globe to go Aww. disappear to. I'm like, no, it's not about that. And, and part of it was finding myself and, and, uh, I love cultures and I love people, so I I wanted to live in another culture, and, and I I will say that it was probably one of the best experiences I ever had as far as uh, really understanding um, uh, how people view Americans outside of our country, um, and and how this culture was coveting uh, Americans and. Uh, I had no idea that that was really the case because I, you know, I only knew growing up in the United States. And, right. and so, uh, and then also it, it made me realize how much abundance we have in our country.
0: Isn't it amazing? Yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons I like traveling with my kids because they really don't understand no, what I, other yeah, countries look like.
1: Exactly. And, and, you know, I learned about their culture, how they eat, how they cook, um, how they make their art, uh, their language. And... Uh, their customs. And so it it really made me appreciate my country even more.
0: So what was the impetus to bring you back home?
1: Um, after a while, I felt like I had done everything I wanted to do there. Um, and uh, I was quite homesick. And so I had, I just decided I'd come back uh, to the US. And, um, and again, at that time, for me, it was uh, following my path and uh, trying the different things in my life that I had dreamed about. So, um, you know, the next on my list was to move to San Francisco because...
0: Oh, it's like an art mecca. Yeah. It,
1: it is. And I was in love with the city. And and again, I just felt that, okay, it's closer to fly into San Francisco than to fly into New York City. So I'm going to go there. And again, I, I think my parents were a little frustrated and they felt like I was all over the place. But uh, I talk about the things I was doing in my book and I had great jobs and, and I worked at a top architectural firm in in San Francisco and that was an incredible experience. And, and again, I got to fulfill my dream of living there. So, um, and it was all for me at the time I was learning and,
0: and also still, I just want to remind everyone what a young, you were in your early twenties. I was. yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, I, it's very impressive just to hear someone talk about having a goal Having a dream, going after it, getting it done. But you're doing all this before the age of twenty five.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There is something I
0: We're very lazy.
1: <laughs> we now. really are. We suck. Oh my god. We gotta go make
0: a list.
2: <laughs> I want to go to Taiwan now. <laughs> you should go. It's amazing. You wouldn't last in
0: Taiwan. <laughs> you're not going to Taiwan. You can't even go to Pokoima. <laughs> so, true. so
1: true. But I I had an idea that like 25 was the end of the world. And so I had this idea that I had to get as much in at 20 before 25. And I don't know why. I don't know where I got that from. And, um, it's obviously not the case because, uh, I'm in my early forties now and life keeps getting more amazing. So, but I, I, wanted to get in as much as possible and, and before I got married and, and all that stuff. So, yeah. So,
0: so how do you go from having all these amazing jobs to, starting a gallery
1: yeah well i i had started a few small businesses when i was younger and i was really entrepreneurial and um coming from poverty i i actually really loved making money and i love doing something for someone providing a service giving them value and then getting paid to do something uh You know, growing up, I had a drawer where I would just put all my cash in it. And I remember my mom at one point came in my room, opened the drawer, and was like, oh my God, we have to get you a bank account. And um, I would just throw my cash in there. And there was something that felt great about making money to me. So I was learning and soaking in every experience at every job I had. And it wasn't like, okay, I would just show up and do my job. It was I would show up, do a great job, and learn as much as I could about the company. And I would study everyone. So good,
0: so much ambition. Yeah,
1: I would study how business was getting done, how people were communicating, how they were selling products, uh, how they were branding and marketing themselves. And I really see that's it.
0: really important because I think a lot of people, when they're going into a field, they're just they're they're staying on the line, learning their job. But you were learning every facet.
1: Oh yeah, of the
0: operation. Yeah, I mean that's such an important thing to talk about because you really that's how you get ahead.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I tried every aspect of the arts uh, before committing to the gallery world. I, I tried working in a museum um, in New York. I, I work with an artist for a while, one-on-one. I worked uh, at a place called the Artist Space, which is a nonprofit art center in New York City. Uh, so I was really trying to understand, like, where I wanted to be in the market. And um, so I, I basically took all of that, everything I learned, and... Uh, at a certain point, I was working in Philadelphia, and I was running a gallery for someone, and um, uh, it was a, a, a woman. She was working uh, full-time during the week, so she had me running her gallery, and I was uh, introducing ideas and marketing and curating, and I realized, oh, my gosh, I'm running a business. <laughs> my own. Hey, how'd that happen? <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't getting paid well enough, so I'm like, I'm... I'm you know, not getting paid at the level I should be. And that's when I really started feeling frustrated. And I realized that if I didn't make a decision or make a move, this was going to be my life over yeah. the next five years. And my, and ultimately, I didn't want my parents to be right and that I would be a starving artist in the gallery world. So I wanted to prove them wrong. And I also uh, wanted to make a life for myself. So that's when it really started changing for me.
0: That is so great. I really want to talk art. Uh, But before we get to that, speaking of palettes, let's talk about makeup palettes. I love, love, love beauty products. I love talking about them. I love trying new ones. I want to tell you about Tarte. Tarte worked closely with YouTube sensation Graveyard Girl to create a universal full face palette. By the way, I brought this home and my daughter, Max, stole this from me in about 2.5 seconds. And I had to go on Amazon using my Heather DeBrosville banner and buy another one. There are nine new matte and luster shadows. They're high intensity highlighter, bronzer, and blush. And you can just show off your own look, whether you like the smoky eye, the sculpted cheeks, or both. This is a really cool, unique, palette and it captures Graveyard Girl's quirky charm and includes an eyeshadow brush and it has a full-size mirror. Um, Graveyard Girl's larger-than-life personality over the past five years has inspired a swamp family of millions to embrace their own version of beautiful. So unleash your inner swamp queen or... Give it to someone as a gift. Don't wait. Get this hottest selling palette in time for the holidays. Grab one for yourself or for a friend or your daughter for the perfect holiday gift. And right now, as an exclusive promo for listeners of this show, you're going to receive $5 off your order of this unique collection when you use the code Podcast! Exclamation point. Just go to Tart Cosmetics. That's T A R T E C O S M E T I C S dot com and enter code Podcast! Exclamation point. That's the word Podcast with an exclamation point at the end and receive five dollars off for this limited time collection. That's TartCosmetics dot com code Podcast with an exclamation point. Order today. This offer expires soon. So let's talk about art in general yeah, because sure. all right, so. My husband and I have very different tastes in art.
1: Yeah, my husband. And His I is I do bad.
0: Too. <laughs> 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 Does your husband have good taste in art?
1: Um, it's different from mine, and that's a that's bad taste. Yeah, I can see it on your face. He's learned a lot about quality because at at first he would just be like, "Oh, that's really cool," and and um. Well,
0: it's and, hard to know. I mean, so we just built this house, and you know. Buying art and whatnot, and yes. and um, like I said, very different tastes. And we move every three years. So you talk about investment pieces, and what was hard for me to wrap my brain around is photography. Yes, photography can cost more than a painting. It can, which it's is amazing. to me is insane.
1: Yeah, it, especially it's insane too when when it's edition, and you could there's five copies of that one photograph. That's right, where that's where uh, learning about someone's resume. And why the pricing is such is really important. And that's why I, I tell people, hire an art advisor.
0: Oh, you know, well, how they, do you find an art advisor?
1: Well, I'm one. And, oh, hi. And I have a <laughs>
0: But and for uh, like people listening, if they you know want to buy a piece of art sure. or maybe because I, I think art is an, is a good investment yep. if you buy wisely, and also it's an interesting gift to give someone. It is like oh, when yeah. someone's getting married yep. or someone's mm-hmm. graduating from college. or yep. it's a it's an interesting gift. It is. But so where does one find an art advisor?
1: They're online, and uh, uh, my website is BridgetMayerArtAdvisors.com. and you can find them basically online and, and um, you know the reason is their experience in the industry they will do all the boring research that you don't want to do uh, and, and basically it, it, it's a chance to have someone professionally help you develop your aesthetic uh, and the mission of why you're collecting it could be that you do want to leave an art collection behind for your family and your children and, and you want it to appreciate and value over a 20 year period or maybe, um, you know, the next level is even um, leaving some of your art collection to a museum uh, and working with museums with promised gifts of your collection. Or it could simply be that you want to have beautiful art in a beautiful home. And, uh, and so there's, that lo- there's every level of it. And uh, I think sometimes people don't know what they're doing. Uh, they make mistakes, and then they call advisors like myself to come in and help them clean up their collection, get rid of stuff. Uh, deacquisition works and then start over again. So,
0: Do you think that there's good art and bad art or is it all sort of personal taste?
1: Well, I, I mean, I there is bad art and it is personal taste. And, um, you know, just like I think every industry, like, for example, fashion, there's bad clothing, there's cheap clothing, right. there's uh, super high-end couture clothing, there's everything in the middle. And it's like, well, what do you want to do? What's your goal and, and what's your taste? And if you don't know... Let's find out and let's explore what it might be.
0: Well, that's I like oh, that. Yeah. That's a good analogy. I'm I never thought over. about it that I'm way.
1: Coming over. I'm come <laughs> o- I don't, well, you know what's funny?
0: Yeah, I want you to come over. What's funny is we don't have a lot of walls. Yeah, which I, I almost do on purpose. Yes. So that we don't have to argue about it.
1: That's a California thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, we did a lot of uh, photographs.
1: Yeah. In this house, there's actually yes. a
0: gal sent me on Twitter a picture of a photograph that her husband had taken, an, an mm-hmm. award winning photograph. Great. And they sent it to me and I looked at it and I thought it was stunning. So yeah. I had it blown up. I mean, I ordered it from him, yes, a yeah. larger version and a couple of other things from him because I just thought his photography was so beautiful.
1: Yeah. yeah. I have two photographers that I work with that uh, are incredible. They've won Guggenheim grants. They've been recognized and I love good photography, but my interest in photography is, uh, artists that uh, photograph almost like painters are making paintings so the work has some type of painterly aspect in the way they're composing the the image yeah i like yeah. that too yeah
0: um what if you could give advice to people that want to go buy art for their house maybe don't have the kind of budget that i mean i'm assuming that your gallery well, what's the average price of selling in your gallery
1: uh it, it could go up to uh you know Half million, Mm -hmm. but uh, I love working with emerging artists and emerging collectors. So I've also sold art down at the thousand to five thousand dollar range. So it, you know, it it varies. There's quite a range, and it also depends on the size and uh, the type of work. Is it a multiple piece? Is it a unique piece? And um, I mean, I I love emerging artists and emerging clients, but I also really enjoy the challenge of um, helping people collect on a museum level.
0: What should people know to ask for? Like you were talking about, how many copies there are? Like if it's a litho sure. or something. Oh, what yeah. what what are the questions people should ask?
1: Um, well, I I like to start by looking at the work itself and seeing what my gut reaction is, or what a client might have a gut reaction to, uh, like and dislike, and then. Um, I start learning about the artist through reading their resume, uh, reading their uh, statement about their work, seeing if they have books out uh, that have been produced about their work, um, articles, um, are, are they collected by museums? Just what is the type of artist that you're dealing with? What level are they at? And for certain levels, there's typically a certain price point. Uh, so they're, they're indicators. And, um so that, those are some of the initial things.
0: That's so cool. I love abstract art. I want to come to your gallery now. Yeah. I was oh, looking please. at pictures. I would love you so to. It, it, so you have your gallery in Philly. Mm-hmm. and then But you live out here now.
1: I, I'm back and, and forth. I'm bi-coastal. I, okay. I still uh, do quite a bit of business in Philadelphia, and I, I do um, a lot of art advising and consulting out here in California. Would
0: you open a gallery out here?
1: I've thought about it, and I haven't put that out of my mind uh, for the... You know, as part of my five-year plan out here, um, I love the art scene in Los Angeles. I think it's incredible. I have a lot of colleagues that are working in the industry here. And, uh, you know, my goal with my program is to always keep expanding it and pushing the artists into different markets. And so Los Angeles is a great market. There's a lot happening here.
0: Well, I have to tell you, I've loved having you on the show. You're fascinating. Your story is incredible and unbelievably inspirational. Please get Bridget's book, The Art Cure. It's fantastic. And where can they find you on social media?
1: Um, I'm uh, Bridget Mayer Gallery or um, Bridget Mayer Art Advisors or BridgetMayer.com. And that's
0: uh, M-A-Y-E-R. Correct. Bridget Mayer, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much.
2: Okay, face it. You love to binge, you know, on good stuff like cookies, spicy chips, TV shows, and, of course, podcasts. Well, that's exactly why Thrilling Tales, the podcast, releases every chapter of its amazing stories on Mondays. So you can binge on the whole thing. So if you need something else to binge on or just something totally entertaining, get Thrilling Tales, the podcast now on the Podcast One app, iTunes, or at PodcastOne.com.
0: Is your calendar filling up with weddings and invites? Well, check off your to-do list At Macy's, I mean, I love weddings. Don't you love weddings? I love going to a wedding, but you have to be really careful with how you get dressed for a wedding because, all right, we all know you're not supposed to wear white, right? You can't wear white unless they tell you to wear white, and you really don't want to wear black because if you wear black, unless they tell you to wear black, then it feels like... You're going to a funeral, maybe, or you're depressed. About anyway, you know what I'm saying. You have to be really careful about what you're going to wear to a wedding. So pulling together the perfect wedding look, not that easy. But when you go to Macy's, they've got the latest spring dresses, shoes, and jewelry. By the way, even skincare and makeup. So you can pull together a look for any dress code. I love one-stop shopping, and Macy's has it all. They've got your glow-up covered. So fabulous. All the things you need, all in one spot. Check out Macy's Wedding Shop to help you get celebration ready at Macy's.com slash wedding shop.
2: Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For so
1: really, really real? You just
2: bought a car. For real? And you just lost? My turn.
1: Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under
2: $20,000. This is Heather Dubrow's world. Here's Heather.
0: Okay, what do we have for dear Heather today? Okay,
2: so this is from Rose in St. Louis. Hi, Heather. Thank you for being such an excellent role model. I am recently married and my husband and I are planning a major home remodel in the future. He is currently in anesthesia school, so we won't start until after his completion. We have bought our dream lot with an older home. My question is,
0: where should I start with the remodel? What is your advice on finding a contractor, etc.? Oh, all right. All good questions. Well, first of all, usually you probably need to start with an architect. Because when you're doing a remodel of any type, you need to know what's going on inside the house and what's structurally possible. So you need to start with an architect um, and then a builder, general contractor. The best advice I can give you is to meet you know, two or three people, try to get recommendations. From the architect, from Mm -hmm. if you have a designer, if you know anyone in that field, or even real estate agents are good sources for that Mm -hmm. kind of thing, too. Or you can open the yellow pages, you can Google people and see who's in your area, but definitely you want to see pictures, books, you want to speak to clients. Mm. That's really big because you want to find out were they on time, were they on budget, were they realistic Um, in the expectations, all of those kinds of questions. Word of mouth is always the way to go. Okay, great. Here's one from Serena in Orange County.
2: Dear Heather, I need help. Uh, My boyfriend and I have been together for four years now, and we have been taking many trips together like Vegas, Arizona, and so on. In 2017, we want to take bigger trips and make more memories together, like Hawaii and Cancun, but we don't want to break the bank. My question is, where can I find a good deal for hotels and flights.
0: Well, I mean, look, the internet is just full of them. You know what people are loving right now is the Airbnbs. Mm -hmm. If you go to airbnb.com, I believe it is, you can find amazing deals on places to stay. Because you know what? Here's the problem. When you go to these places, especially the resorts, you can find good deals usually like with Expedia or Travelocity, all those places on airfare, hotels, That's not where they get you. Where they get you is like the $200 breakfast Mm -hmm. and the snack for $50. Like every time you turn around, you are paying for something and there's resort taxes and there's parking tax. You know, there's so many. Don't you find that when you go places? yeah, absolutely. That's where it adds up. So if you stay at a place like an Airbnb, it's kind of like staying at a friend's house, but you're paying for it, but you don't have all those hidden costs. And then, you know, usually it's a home. Mm -hmm. So you've got a kitchen. Yep. And it's so much cheaper, especially if you have kids. I mean, I know you don't, that's writing to us, but I mean, especially if you have kids, that's the worst is when you sit down to one of those really expensive meals and they take a bite and they're like, I'm done. (laughs) Right. Or they take a sip of one of those fancy drinks and they put it down. Right. Oh, terrible. Terrible. So that's what I would say. I would say try Airbnb.
2: And the last one is from Michaela in Illinois. Hi Heather, I have a question about my hairdresser. I have been using the same girl for 10 years now, and a few years ago she left to start her own salon. Since she's left, I feel like she's not keeping up with her learning. I'm worried she's settling, and as a result, I have not been happy with my results. But the problem is she is now my friend. I kind of want to try a new stylist, but I'm afraid of the change and the fallout with my friend. I don't know what to say to her if I do. Should I just speak with her instead of trying something new? What do I say?
0: Hmm. There's a couple of different ways you could go with this. I mean, yeah, you can talk to her, but let's be honest. She's going to be offended. Mm -hmm. There's no way around that. I mean, she just would be. You can't say you're not keeping your skills up. And you know even if you said, hey, I just feel like you know we're really good friends and I, you know, I want to try – any way you slice it, you're going to hurt her feelings. So the question is, how can you do it without hurting her feelings but not outright lying? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong in this case with a little white lie mm-hmm. or if she's going on vacation – you, maybe you get your hair done then and say, Oh, I had an emergency. I had to run in. They did my hair, da, 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 but I kind of like it. And then you slowly. Right. Kind you of know, taper off. Taper off. Just- let her do your color and let this other person do your cut or let her do a blow dry for you. And, you know, mm-hmm. just sort of extract yourself professionally, but maintain your friendship. That you That's can right. do. I, I feel like you have to find a way to create a circumstance where you had to get your hair done somewhere else. Like my mom bought me a gift certificate for this salon or my friend from work. And you know, how could I be rude and not take it? And I did, you know, I don't know. I feel like there's a scenario in there, something that would make you comfortable that would be believable to her that you could try something new. Now, Before you do that, I'm just wondering as a last ditch effort, if you maybe go into some books and look up styles, and if something catches your eye, bring it to her and see if she can do it. Right. Give her a chance. Yeah. And then if that doesn't work, say you got a gift certificate. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Don't forget to go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We love, 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 love to hear from you. And reviews are our ratings. So leaving us a five-star review is awesome for us. And don't forget to listen to Dr. and Mrs. Guinea Pig podcast, comes out every Tuesday. And my YouTube channel, Heather's Closet, comes out every Wednesday. Become a subscriber and you can win something fabulous from my closet. And don't forget, we have this new cool email thing here at Podcast One. So go to Podcast podcastone.com and click on my show, Heather Dubrow's World, and you can sign up. You just hit sign up and you'll sign up and get email blasts. So you'll get an email just letting you know that my new episode's up. So you will never miss an episode. Isn't that cool? Thanks again, everybody. And we'll see you next week.
2: Thanks for listening to Heather Dubrow's World. Download new episodes every Tuesday at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com.